Chapter 19 of Frank Merriwell at Yale, or Freshman Against Freshman. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Frank Merriwell at Yale, or Freshman Against Freshman, by Bert L. Standish. Chapter 19. Who is the traitor? Hello, fellows, cried Ditson. How are you, Jones? I'm surprised to see you here is it possible you have let up cramming long enough to make a call why i have even heard that you had your eye on some classical scholarship prize as soon as this everybody who knows you says you're a regular hard-working old dig there are fools who know other people's business a great deal better than their own said dismal stiffly that's right nodded ditson who made a great effort to be rakish in his appearance but always appeared rather foxy instead but I tell you, this matter of burning the midnight oil and grinding is not what it's cracked up to be. It makes a man old before his time, and it doesn't amount to much after he has been all through it. Goodness knows we freshmen have to cram hard enough to get through. I'm tired of it already. And then we have to live outside the pale, as it were. When we become softs, we'll be able to give up boarding houses and live in the dormitories. That's what I'm anxious for. It strikes me that you are very partial to soft, said Dismal, giving Rawl a piercing look. Ditson was not phased. They're a rather clever gang of fellows, he said. Freshmen are very new, as a rule. Of course, there are exceptions, and I suppose you consider yourself one. Oh, I can't tell about that, but supposing I am, by the time I become a soft, some of the newness will have worn off. I'm not particularly impressed with any freshman who seems to think so much of sophomores. You ought to stay with them all the time. Oh, I don't know. They have treated me rather well, and I have found the most of them easy people. They seem to have found some freshmen easy fruit. Somebody has been blowing to them about our crew. I know it was Ditson's surprising confession, and that's why I dropped in here. I wanted to tell Merriwell about it. Jones gasped for breath. He was too surprised to speak for some minutes. Ditson took out a package of cigarettes, offering them first to Harry, who shook his head. What? cried Rahl, amazed. You won't smoke? No. What's that mean? I have left off, said Harry, with an effort. Left off? Oh, say, that's too good. You leave off. A bit of color came to Rattleton's face, and he gave Ditson a look that was not exactly pleasant. But Rahl was too occupied with his merriment to observe it. Frank was studying Ditson. He watched the fellow's every movement and expression. Rahl knew it was useless to offer cigarettes to Merriwell or Jones, so he selected one from the package, kneaded it daintily, pulled a little tobacco from the ends, moistened the paper with his lips, and then lighted it with a wax match. Say, Harry, old man, I pity you, said with a taunting laugh, looking at Harry. I've tried it. It's no use. You'll break over before two days are up. Yes, before one day is up. It's no use. Rattleton bit his lips. Why, you are dying for a whiff now, chuckled Ditson. I know you are. I got along a whole day, but it was a day of the most intense torture. There may be others with more stamina than you, Ditson, snapped Rattleton. Just because you couldn't leave off a bad habit, it's no sign that nobody can. Oh, I suppose not. But what's the use? Don't get hot, old man. You ought to know my way by this time. I do. What is it that you came to tell me? asked Frank. Eh? Oh, about the softs. Those fellows seem to know more about our crew than I do. What do they know? Why, they know our men are using English oars, have adopted a new stroke, and have done several other things. Now, 
those are matters on which i was not informed myself how do you know the softs know so much i've just come from maury's went in there with cressy fine fellow he is while i was in there browning and his crew wandered in they were drinking ale and discussing the race i heard what they were saying couldn't help but hearing you know they were talking about our crew and the new methods you had introduced it was mighty interesting to me as i didn't know about those new methods myself how innocent muttered jones ditson elevated his eyebrows what's that he demanded why shouldn't i be innocent i'm not on the crew and the men are training and practicing secretly i've no way of finding out what they are doing but some sneak has cried rattleton fiercely and he's been and blowed all he found out unless somebody on the crew has done the blowing suggested rawl exhaling a great puff of smoke that is barely possible you understand possible no cried frank there's not a man on the crew who would do such a thing oh well i suppose you know but i understand there are two who are kept in form as substitutes one of them thinks he should be on the crew he is rather jealous of somebody who fills his place he might be the one who has talked too much you don't mean rattleton ought to be able to guess who i mean craftily said ditson as he arose i'm not calling names for i don't know anything certain if i had proof but i haven't never mind you ought to know enough to watch a certain fellow who thinks his place is filled by a person not his equal he says there is favoritism in the matter i rather think i have spoken plainly enough wish you success merry old man evening fellows ditson departed our hero rattleton and jones sat and looked at each other in grim silence for several minutes well frank broke the spell looking keenly at jones as he spoke i don't know mumbled dismal falling into the manner of speaking that had become habitual with him from his childhood i don't know hanged if i do you thought you knew when you came in my boy that's right but i don't know but i was off my trolley and still still what i don't like the man i suspected but i never thought the fellow shrewd enough to play a double game perhaps it is because you do not like him that you suspected him oh it may be it may be and i don't suppose that is a square deal i didn't have absolute proof you were going to name him when ditson came in i was but i will not call any names now i propose to look into this matter somewhat likely it's too late to prevent the traitor from completing the damage but he can be exposed it will be some satisfaction to see him held up to public scorn that is true dismal and i want you to do your best to find out who the man is make a sure thing of it get positive proof if possible whoever he is his sin is sure to find him out there were footsteps on the stairs and the sound of laughing voices the door burst open and several freshmen came trooping in as if they felt quite at home there lucy little was at their head and his face showed excitement i say merrywell he cried are you out for a little sport tonight? that depends on what kind of sport it is shh said little mysteriously close the door uncle a fellow by the name of silas blossom who was who was familiarly called uncle obeyed little looked at rattleton and then stared hard at jones who had the face of a parson i don't know about you he said but i think you are all right even if you have scruples i don't believe you will blow very kind grunted dismal the rest of the gang is all right said little now give us your scheme sputtered harry whose curiosity was thoroughly aroused don't bush about the beat i mean beat about the bush 
what do you fellows say to a turkey chase asked little a turkey chase yes out around west rock way there are plenty of old farmers who have good fat turkeys out that way it is a good cool night we can capture two turkeys without trouble then we'll take them in here and have a roast are you with us those who are not with us are against us fiercely declared bandy robinson and that is dead right me boys not at arthur street who is known at yale as easy street on account of his free and easy way merriwell hesitated he was in for any kind of honest sport but he did not quite fancy the idea of stealing turkeys why don't we buy our turkeys at the markets he asked the other lads stared at him in astonishment buy them they shouted say are you dafty man where would the fun come in you know better than to propose such a thing stolen fruit is ever the sweetest quoth uncle blossom it's not many fellows who would take into such a scheme but you are just the man we wanted very well if we bought a turkey we wouldn't have any appetite for it now the run out into the country and back will give us an appetite one fellow will have to stay here and get fire ready while the rest of us chase turks come on man it's what you need to start your blood circulating merriwell seemed to suddenly make up his mind i am with you he said as he arose who stays and looks after the fire we don't want anybody along that can't run well i'm no sprinter confessed dismal i'd like to go along but i'm afraid i'd peg out i have things ready when you show up but what time will you be back frank looked at his watch and then made a mental calculation it will be about eleven he said all right say jones said street just go down to billy's and get a few bottles of beer we'll need it to wash the turk down and cigars cried blossom don't forget cigars what would a turkey feast be without a smoke afterwards matters were soon arranged and it was not long before five freshmen left mrs harrington's quiet home for freshmen and started along york street at a brisk steady jog merriwell took the lead and the others came after him at regular distances the night air was rather sharp and there was a bright moon along the streets of new haven the five freshmen ran and those who observed them supposed they were some crew in training merriwell set a moderate pace for he knew it was likely they would need all their wind on the return there was no telling what sort of scrape they might get into rattleton was behind taking things as easy as possible he filled his lungs with the crisp clear air and it made him feel like a young racehorse but he held himself in check street actually loafed along although he managed to keep his place if one of us is caught he'll be like the gangplank of a steamer called harry as they left the main part of the city and entered the suburbs how's that asked blossom pulled in chirped rattleton don't stop to throw anything this way keep right on they say browning was caught swiping turks in his freshman year said lewis and it cost his old man around some to settle and keep the thing quiet so bruce wouldn't be expelled dad browning has got some money to burn well his son's a good match for him merriwell tossed over his shoulder a good match for him oh say gasped robinson exhibiting signs of sudden weakness away they went laughing and jesting finally leaving the city behind and getting out into the country uphill and down dale they steadily jogged covering mile after mile in a rather surprising manner at length merriwell called a halt and they held a council of war blossom said he knew where they were certain to find turkeys and so they gave him the lead he confessed that there was a chance of getting into trouble as the owner of the turkeys had been robbed before and he might be on the watch 
that simply added zest to the adventure there was not one of the party who would have consented to look elsewhere for their turkeys they finally came in sight of a farmhouse that sat on the side of a hill near the house was a stable and sheds a large orchard lay back of the sheds there said blossom this is where old baldwin lives and his turks are in one of those sheds crumping jickets i mean jumping crickets exclaimed harry how bright the moon shines if he's on the watch we can't get anywhere near those sheds without being seen the boys began to realize that they were engaged in a decidedly perilous adventure if one of them should get caught it would mean almost certain expulsion from college besides a heavy fine if the case were carried to court we'll have to approach by way of the orchard said frank does baldwin keep a dog sure a big half-blood bull that's nice we are liable to find plenty of fun here every man must provide himself with a stout and heavy club to use on that dog in case of emergency that is important the lights are out and it looks as if the farmer and his family were sleeping soundly but as jones says appearances are sometimes deceptive we'll have to take our chances three of us will go through the orchard the other two must get near the house in front be ready to create a diversion in case we are discovered harry you and bandy take the front you are both good runners if mr baldwin and his dog get after us attract his attention in some manner and get him after us that's the idea jupiter i wish i had brought a gun for that dog bandy you are liable to have to use those crooked legs of yours in a decidedly lively manner before the night is over when everything was arranged harry and bandy advanced along the road going forward slowly while frank blossom and little made a detour and came into the orchard the hearts of the boys were in their throats and still there was something about the adventure that filled them with the keenest delight each one had secured a club and they were ready to give the dog a warm reception if he came for them little watched beneath the tree while merrywell and blossom slipped up to one of the sheds which had a favorable look in the meantime rattleton and robinson had got near the front of the house and were hiding in a ditch waiting and listening i'm surprised that merrywell should agree to take a hand in this whispered harry he is a queer chap has scruples about doing certain things i thought he would object to hooking out a turk oh such a thing as this isn't really stealing protested robinson it is different in our minds but not in the mind of farmer baldwin by a long shot if we're caught it will be called stealing oh well a fellow who won't do anything like this is too good for this world he's got wings sprouting you know well enough that merriwell is no softy returned harry rather warmly he's proved that any man has a right to his ideas and if he thinks a thing is wrong he's justified in refusing to have anything to do with it perhaps so but merriwell is right on the limit now how he will not drink he does not smoke and i never have heard him cuss does it make a fellow a man to drink and smoke and swear i tell you you go a long distance before you find a fellow who is any more of a man than frank merriwell i was dead lucky when i got him for a roommate you're stuck on him i say he's all right but he is on the limit i believe the fellows would like him better if he would break over once in a while i doubt it but it is awful still around here i wonder where that dog can be would be a surprise if the fellows got away with the turks without making any noise it there was a sudden hubbub a terrible squalling and squawking the barking of a dog and the report of a gun End of chapter nineteen